Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up? It's me, Tom. Uh, we're going to be going over all sorts of stuff on cannabis legalization news today. And Mickey is joining us from the road. You won't believe some of the stuff that happened. Uh, Mike Tyson was involved. So is the state of Illinois. Congress, of course. Anyway, it's a new episode of Cannabis Legalization News. And remember, it's for 21 only. This uh, episode's already been flagged. Miggy, thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Cannabis Legalization News from the Road. What up, my fellow violator of community standards? Well, you know, I feel bad that not enough people are going to be able to see this episode because it's a pretty good one, but you just can't put the words, certain words in the title of a, a, of our stuff. Otherwise, it's immediately flagged. And, you know, it's too bad because I think the Democrats are trying to keep us from reporting on uh, what they've done or actually not done on the uh, in the floor of Congress. It's It's been <laughs> just terrible, you know? Well, I, I just, I don't even know anymore, dude. Like, I mean, between uh, the when Craig Cecil video got flagged and deleted off of our facebook page like right. i just i just don't know what 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 more can we do to just like try and save the world i mean this is uh, this this is terrible i mean like it's, uh, this is why the laws don't change because like we're criminals and because we're criminals the federal uh, communications the regulators that are out there they have to suppress the information and it's not like we're trying to advocate for anything other than what should be the law it's not like we're sitting there trying to say like let's undo the murder laws you know that's that's ridiculous no it's like this never should have been a crime and see how difficult it is to make it no longer a crime because after something's labeled a crime that you're allowed to you know keep it a crime it's censorship that's what it is and so you know i'm not the biggest fan of it but the the democrats didn't go to bat for us at all in congress not at all the budget sign is the latest sign the budget deal is the latest sign Mm. of democrats empty promises on weed this is being reported out of uh politico and politico reported this a couple days back and so Two-thirds of American voters support legalization, and Chuck Schumer has, has said that he's going to do everything he can to end yeah. the prohibition. 
but 14 months since winning, Democrats have not succeeded at changing freaking anything because they oh, yeah. have not, they haven't done anything. They haven't uh, expanded protections to the industry. They haven't uh, allowed for uh, cannabis sales in the industry to come to the nation's capital. They have done right. absolute freaking buckets when it comes to our industry. And, and that has continued to perpetuate the, um, uh, the censorship that we have on, on broadcasts like this. And yeah. that's why. Don't forget. Hey, we like are on, we're, we're pod. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> remember, remember, you can download our podcast just in case one day you come and then for whatever reason, the regulators have decided to No, they aren't the regulators. Um, YouTube or or Facebook has decided to unplug the, uh, the show, which is weird. You know, what's sad, too, dude. It's like it's not even the government. I mean, at this point, it's fucking shitty algorithm that's taking us down but also the government enabling the the bad uh acts you know just how we talk about that and it enables the bad uh people in law and power um this is another thing that prohibition affects that's right that's right and it's terrible but you know it's uh it's again that's what they've done they it's the democrats inability to make any progress on their cannabis promises they said all these things on the campaign yeah. trail there's a new campaign trail getting going right freaking now and they're going to be saying those things again and now you're just going to be able to look at them and go like well you know donald trump commuted a whole bunch more sentences than you did mr biden you didn't you didn't prioritize this biden could have prioritized it he said he was going to do it in, in his election uh, he was lying, and and now uh, it might. I mean, a lot of things might cost him in this in this uh, mid-season yeah. election. But uh, you know, it's not the best. It's not the best. But you got one thing though. It's like I, I just any like you know both sides are not good. And but when it comes to like real like leadership on like regular policy, I always side with the Dems for the most part. But you know, it's just this is just crazy that they just don't help out the, this one cause. It's this one thing that'll well, help. They, exploit so they, they exploited the hell out of it. They, yeah. they said we're going to legalize it, uh, and then it, it's it's Biden. Biden's a drug warrior. He's an eighty-year-old man drug warrior who was born yeah. like the year after prohibition. And he's just been indoctrinated in it, you know. Actually, he was not born the year after Prohibition. He was born in the early 40s because he's not yet 80. And, and remember, so when he was born, like, reefer madness was big time. And then he was in uh, the Senate during the 90s when tough on crime meant locking people up and inflating the, the prison population that we have. It's, it just feels so weird, dude. It's just like we're just great upside down where, like, big networks like Fox News can, like, exist and keep reiterating these bullshit Russian talking points and th- things that pretty much end our democracy, which represents the R's in the most part. But then the D's are just standing for dumbasses right now because they're not even like, again, like you said, the, the safe banking act. There's so many ways that could have helped, you know, help Washington, help D.C. They didn't help. Yeah, they changed nothing. They got here saying they were going to do stuff and they changed nothing. Uh, and it's it's a nonpartisan issue as well. That's the real. Uh, That's the heartbreak. Thing about it is because the, it doesn't matter what political persuasion you are, you all have an endocannabinoid system. And not only that, we can all agree that we shouldn't be arresting these people. We can all agree that Craig Cecil should not have been in life prison. He should not have been a lifer. And then why, why did they censor that episode? Like because we were talking about prison policy. 
I mean, like how, we can't even change prison policy now. You know, it, it, that's that's ridiculous. How can I, I mean, we have a free society yeah. if we can't even have a debate? Yeah, I mean, how can we change these if we can't talk about them, let alone? And that's what I'm saying. It's like that conversation had it was everything to do about real life and and some his experiences, and then yet you have these dumb fucking like big networks talking like uh there's like that micro labs and fucking your wuhan and all the other bullshit like there's so many side story conspiracies that it's overwhelming <laughs> like and then we get the flagged like it's and it, we, we flag. <laughs> and then you're like wait wait it's uh, did we push anybody down a flight of stairs were we pranking somebody and causing them physical injury absolutely not we were explaining to someone who had 20 years of his life taken from him for a lie that was told 85 years ago. And that lie is being substantiated by the tech companies that are continuing to censor uh, our industry. But who cares? You know, maybe if the tech companies weren't censoring our industry, uh, the people on Congress would know how popular this issue is. You know, exactly. It, then because they have the censorship, how can we even reach people? You know, we get I get more subscribers to my email newsletter than I do on YouTube now because they've just shut us down so much on the algorithm. Yeah, like, yeah. And then getting flagged for that video the other day was a first in 10 years, which blew my mind. Hey, I'm about to walk in the building here, so I'll be in five minutes from a PC. All right. Well, you're five minutes from a PC. That's that's a wonderful time for us to do. Uh, a stock news. So I'll go ahead and go. Uh, queue up some new stock news that we have that was pretty interesting that came out and it has to do with Dutchie. Uh, Dutchie, nice. of course, kind of like a weed maps, a little bit like a weed maps. We'll explain it a little bit here after we do a pot stock bumper. Ooh. Dutchie is partnering with The Last Prisoner Project to help nonviolent cannabis offenders re-enter society, and they are pledging a million-dollar donation match and contributing $100,000. Now, of course, Dutchie is not necessarily weed maps. Dutchie is more along the lines of an inventory control piece of software that would integrate with your dispensary's website so that you could have your menu on there and perhaps also conduct online commerce. Uh, Dutchie powers many dispensaries, including the local one that we have down here. Uh, and so Dutchie is a technology platform, of course, powering cannabis commerce, as it says on the uh, press release over here from PR News Web. Uh, Dutchie is committed to having a positive impact on the future of the cannabis industry and broad benefits it brings to society, said Ross Lipton. He's the CEO and founder. And we cannot erase the past injustices communities have experienced as a result of decades of failed cannabis policy, but we can work on bringing restitution to those who have been harmed by supporting their release from incarceration and giving them a new lease on life. We are committed to advancing our shared release of those behind bars for nonviolent cannabis offenses, and we're excited to leverage the Dutchie ecosystem to help scale our impact. Uh, kudos to Dutchie on that aspect, simply because the, I mean, like, we're up in it now. I can't, if I want to do like some type of thing, uh, to explain to people how they can win cannabis licenses, can't advertise for it. Uh, and, and it, you know, trying to reach and help people that have been impacted by this failed policy uh, presents its own, uh, uh, it's not procedural, but uh, it is practical uh, issues that uh, will get in your way because to try to get the message out is almost impossible. 
uh, as you have numerous sensors that are trying to drown out and shut down that message. But, uh, you know, they, they go on and they, they talk more about the social equity aspect of uh, the uh, failed cannabis policies uh, going on 80, 80, let's see, 1937. And remember, uh, 1937 was just the day that the federal policy really became uh, in force. The, the, the bans have been at a state-by-state state level for well over 100 years. And so by the time 1937 rolled around, all the states had already banned cannabis. Uh, now uh, they banned it at the federal level, 87, 22, 85 years ago. And it's been that way ever since. And so they, they are also drawing on uh, cannabis is one of the fastest growing industries in the world, despite being censored. Uh, too many people, this primary people of color, remain behind bars for nonviolent offenses. This is disproportionately true for black Americans that are 3.73 times more likely to be arrested. And of course, that is they're more likely to be arrested and they do not have any higher usage rates. Surprise, surprise. Uh, okay, so that is the Duchy stock story. Shout out to them because to summarize again, uh, Duchy is donating the, to the Last Prisoner Project up to 400 new grants to help formerly incarcerated individuals re-enter society. And that is being done with, uh, to a $100,000 donation to Last Prisoner Project and a pledge to match a million dollars from their dispensary partners and cannabis consumers. And remember, this would be an illegal uh, deduction from a company if this company was a plant touching company but dutchie's not a plant touching company you know and then again of course you know shout outs likes and subscribes and you know give us a thumbs up for uh dutchie for giving this this donation out but they're able to deduct these types of charitable contributions uh, unlike uh, the uh, cannabis industry that can't so you would have to pay all your taxes this would not count as a charitable deduction uh, to uh, a 501c because you're not allowed to deduct the costs of carrying on your cannabis trafficking operation. And that's another thing that Congress did not change this legislative session. And it's still in there. I mean, for example, here in Illinois, we got three more weeks. We have some Illinois news coming. So stick around for that. Miggy will be rejoining us shortly. Uh, and let's see, do we have any other quotes on the duchy? Let's go a little bit over it and about what Dutchie actually is. Fastest growing cannabis technology platform, powering cannabis con uh, commerce. More than 5,000 dispensaries throughout the United States and Canada and facilitating over 14 billion in sales annually. They like to call themselves a one-stop shop solution for them. And their valuation is currently $3.75 billion. That is an ancillary company and a pretty darn good one. Moving on in the news stories that we have for you, we actually have a couple of stories of international intrigue that uh, one has been trending, but we're going to put it under the international news. And the other one is just silliness. It's really just silly, the stuff that they do in England. But let's do some international news. And uh, spoiler alert, it has nothing to do with Spanibus, but shout out to everybody who went to Spanibus. A Russian oligarch has been charged with 
making illegal political contributions. Andrei Mirkirviev has been charged with conspiracy to fund $1 million in illegal donations. Well, what does this have to do with cannabis? Let's go ahead and find it right there. There we go. In the spring of 2018. Uh, Miratev, Kirshkin, Furman, and Parnas decided to launch a business aimed at acquiring retail cannabis and marijuana licenses in the United States. As part of the plan, Miratev agreed to wire $1 million through a series of bank accounts to Furman and Parnas to fund hundreds of thousands of dollars in political contributions they had made or promised to make before the elections in November of 18. Uh, let's see, where is this? Florida? No, they're talking about, yep, 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 yep. Florida is actually implicated. Florida, Nevada, and Texas. Texas doesn't even really have an industry. Uh, and the purpose of the donations was to curry favor, and that's where curry is actually used as a verb, by the way. It's not just delicious sauce. Uh, favor candidates that might be able to help Mirevev with his co-conspirators obtaining these cannabis licenses. Money was used to reimburse and fund federal and state political donations. And again, in Florida, Nevada, Texas, and Mirevev agreed to the funds would pay for donations to politicians in New York and New Jersey. Now, that is one of the things that we do report on a lot over at uh, our website on my law blog. Check it out. CannabisIndustryLawyer.com. How many bribes are in the cannabis industry? There is no regulator. Again, uh, people are actively suppressing uh, any types of these types of communications that have to do with uh, uh, changing the federal law so that what we do is no longer a crime. It'd be great if they also had uh, other watchdogs like the SEC protecting uh, investors or who did this federal indictment? I'm assuming the Department of Justice, obviously, but uh, the FBI was involved and Andrei Murav, a Russian citizen charged with making illegal political contributions as a foreign national and conspiring to make illegal political contributions uh, in, the, in the names of straw man donors. Uh, as you know, you may have a, a maximum limit of what you're allowed to give as a political donation. Well, he probably went over and above that limit. Miggy is joining us. He's back. What up? Back in the PC, dude. How's it going? Good. Better than, than oh. being outside in the cold. Yeah, well, it's 70 degrees here in Illinois, so after I get done Ooh. with the show, I'm going to draft an operating agreement, an energy and resource plan, and then also a social and economic equity plan for New Mexico clients, and then I'm taking a walk, damn it, but uh, in the nice. spring of 18, this guy was uh, found, well, actually, he was in the process of funneling money to politicians to get favor so that he could get cannabis licenses in Florida, Nevada, Texas, New York, New Jersey. It's the oligarchy guy, right? It's the oligarchy guy. It's the oligarchy guy. And of course, who's breaking the story wide open? It's the Southern District of New York. It is the Department of Justice's website. I love that. Was he, what's his, uh, what was the company? Was it Tilray? Truly, uh, they don't necessarily list any particular companies that I have seen in this, but it is it's it's these four people: Muraviev, uh, Kushkin, Furman, and Parnas. Those four men decided <sighs> to create a uh, cabal of cannabis. Oh my gosh! You know, Miggy, and did you know what time yeah. it is? It's that time. It's that time again.
Well, I do apologize. I uh, I was pulling up something, and so I uh, didn't get a chance to enjoy anything. So just a second, we have a minor technical difficulty here. Catching up. You know Catching what? Up. Who even cares at this point? But yeah, it's still fun. I don't know anymore. Hey, I do want to tell you that we are on Apple Podcasts, though. And, uh, you know, Lauren, she's, she's moved on and taken another job at a different company. And we do have to update our, our, our uh, stuff. But you can download us on Apple Podcasts just in case the overlords decide to unplug us. And it's not just Apple Podcasts that we're on. Uh, you know what we got attached to this week, don't you, Miggy? Uh, no. Come on. I, 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 I shared it. No, I, we're now also on Google News. And oh, so shit. you That's, can go yeah. over to Google News and follow Cannabis Legalization News. We create uh, our long form news summary and then we have split them up into various small bites because most people don't have an hour to chill and hang out. Uh, and they could then watch the stories that they like. And then that goes to our web page where you can read Cannabis Legalization News. And so. Um, that was a, a cool deal. one. I like that one in, in, the, in the news. If you type in Canvas legalization, it pops up right there as a source. So uh, yep. that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, man. So what, what do we got going on next? I really didn't get a chance to set up for anything. You know, I just walked in the door. Well, next we have another international news story, and it is kind of hilarious. As opposed to the last one with the Russian oligarchs bribing people so that they could get cannabis licenses throughout our wonderful country, this one is hilarious. A United Kingdom lawyer has donned vegan hemp wig as an alternative to horsehair disrupting a centuries-long tradition. And in fact, I think we could probably hit this bumper on that simply because... In a centuries-long tradition, for some reason, United Kingdom lawyers would wear, they would call themselves barristers, which usually means the people that have the ability to advocate in front of a judge uh, in persuasiveness. And so this would be litigation in the state of uh, the United States. Uh, And they wear barristers in England, not uh, lawyers in the United States, uh, a wig. And that wig is silly. And I have no idea why they really wear them. It's just a remnant that's silly. And they're typically made out of horsehair until now. Now you can get a barrister wig made out of hemp. And before you uh, make fun of uh, vegan hemp, I I believe when you say vegan hemp, you're talking about like the the food that's fed the hemp. There's no uh, animal products, right? There's no calcium, I believe, and stuff like that. Do you know about that? Uh, no, but then again, if this is, it says it swaps horse hair for hemp and is 100% vegan friendly. And I guess I brought the tweet back up right here, but then they are selling them hemp and hemp wigs because if there's one thing, no one except for barristers in England needs, it is a wig to argue in front of a judge. Well, I guess some people do get self-conscious if they are bald and they have to argue in front of a judge. But look at this. He's been reported in Veg News, the plant-based news. Miggy, yeah. we should say that this is a vegan podcast. Maybe we can get some pressed. Um, well, yeah, you're vegan, so I mean, we would qualify, right? Just like I, I get the minority billet. I'm vegetarian. I, I do eat cheese. Uh, and mm. so, like, I am just a murdering, terrible person because I couldn't give up pizza. And my retort to that is make vegan cheese better. Yeah, seriously though, I, I tried my stomach. My son has stomach issues, and yeah, it don't work. Um, you know those uh, Hong Kong—they still uh, use the wigs. 
when they do really? uh, litigation. Yeah, when I was in Hong Kong, well, I mean, 20 years ago they did, or 15 years ago. But uh, well, uh, do you yeah. want to know how much they are? I'm gonna say 150. Nope. And let me let me just zoom in because they also have VAT tax. They are 600 quid, 600 pounds plus VAT tax and postage, and of course a quid or a pound. I want to say is a dollar thirty. You know, something uh, like that. Yeah, so it's like dollars in a pound. Yeah, a dollar thirty. Man, I follow the dollar well. A dollar nice. thirty-one. And so um, there you go. You can buy hemp wigs. The next time that I'm arguing in front of uh, a panel of judges in London. First, I'm going to need pro hoc vice status or whatever else they have in London, London that's similar to that. Then I'm getting one of them wicks. You have to. I mean, that'd be like the, that's a rule of thumb. Law. <laughs> I wonder if they call each other counselor there, counselor. No, I, I, I think there's a whole decorum. You ever watch them? Like they're really angry and they really yell at each other. Like they there's... advocate very zealously. Very down to name. Very calling. zealous advocacy over there. I tell you what. Well, you know, it's that you think like people are supposed to be grown-ups and you know, they aren't. it's not how that works. You... No, they, they, people are supposed to be grown-ups. They wear a dress and a wig to go in front of a judge and tell the truth. If people were grown-ups, this kind of would be illegal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if, if people really cared about other people with the intention to like to, to progress and for, right. you know, equality for all and we're all true and you know you're allowed to do what you want in liberty and all that crap but no there's always these people with power that want to oppress and suppress it's so crazy yeah it's just it's just terrible okay that's what i will do i'm just gonna get myself a perm wait until god takes care of the whiteness and then uh, i will be ready to be a barrister in england oh except for that whole i do not have a law to degree or license in the united kingdom uh but you know who also doesn't somebody in our trending news this week we yeah. had some pretty decent trending news uh, let's uh let's see what was trending let's see here there's uh some good stuff oh and trending news Utah tech startup and Canadian tribe partner for $100 million for a carbon contest from Elon Musk. Let's talk all about it. Miggy, have you heard about Elon Musk's carbon contest? No, I did not. That's a blockchain startup from Utah and an indigenous-owned company in Alberta, Canada. Let me zoom in because this is the Hemp Industry Daily is reporting. Uh, and I'm going to accept all cookies on here. The proposal, Oh, I'm not. I'm going to get canceled on that one. You almost got me, MJ Biz. The proposal from Hemp Blockchain, Inc. and the FFES Environmental, a company owned by Sucker Creek. That sounds like a scam. First Nation in Canada. Uh, calls for the Canadians to grow hemp on First Nation lands with a Utah company measuring and verifying the crop's carbon footprint. The partnership hopes to plan and win the XPRIZE Carbon Removal Fund, a $100 million purse set by Musk. You know what I would like to see this to take it up a notch? Not mm. just the hemp farm to d- document and use science to see how much carbon is, is yanked out of the atmosphere and sequestered from the hemp. Then we need to make graphene batteries out of the biomass. And so now we've mm. taken hemp, we've taken carbon out of the environment 
and we've made batteries from non-rare earth metals so we don't have to have disgusting disgusting mines and other crap that we use to waste uh, our money but currently graphite graphene batteries do exist you, we can go buy one right now they charge about like uh, i think it's like 80% or like 5x faster so like you know mm. the you can get 80% of a charge in like 10 minutes in a graphene battery but they're they're substantially more expensive they're about three yeah. times more expensive right now but they last longer and they charge quicker and they're made out of hemp well the same reason why they they're they're more expensive the same reason why uh hemp clothing is more expensive than cotton clothing you know it's just there's not enough you know the demand's well, there subsidies subsidies as well there's yeah, no federal, yes. uh, the federal subsidies are lacking the, the startup investment is lacking but the substrates there i mean it's not like you would you could make them cheaper than cotton or just as cheap as cotton like not, you, know? you know besides the carbon footprint I, the plant is so amazing and you're saying how it can go from this thing that helps your present moment with oxygen carbon but it's also at the same time doing soil remediation. You know, people forget that this thing is helping the soil as well. There's a big issue right now, soil. Um, I didn't. I learned about it the other day watching the Daily Show. Um, apparently, you know, that's a thing. I didn't know. Like we're using so much soil, and we're with the farming techniques we're using. It's it's gone away from uh, the animals' feces and stuff, helping them to start mm -hmm. and you know, like this whole cycle of life ecosystem. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're just a whole bunch of flies on a rotting carcass. We're just always self-replicating and self-terminating. I mean, it's just we're just a hive of, of uh, humanity throughout the ages. But let's talk about what the winners of this prize get. By the way, if Elon Musk has the ability to pony up the 100 mil, I think he might have it. He might. Uh, the prize is designed to incentivize technology to remove carbon from the atmosphere. Winners must demonstrate they can A, remove at least 1,000 tons of carbon per year. B, model their costs at a scale of 1 million tons per year. And C, show a pathway to achieving a scale of gigatons per year in the future. Sucker Creek First Nation is a Cree First Nation band government of about 2,000 people located near Enilda, Alberta. And the Hemp Blockchain is a privately held company that provides blockchain verification for hemp growers and processors looking to buy or sell voluntary carbon credits. And we wish them the best. Of course. And I think by blockchain, I think they're using it. I hate the, how the terms are used, you know, like all that just solidifies is probably whatever batches are going across. With yeah, COAs. you wouldn't think that if you were buying my NFTs. Hey, if you bought my <laughs> NFT, head on over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com to find out that I'm not selling NFTs. But no, services related to operating and uh, obtaining cannabis licenses and then also just their operations. I tell you what, if you want an NFT, email me. You can PayPal me. You can, yeah, that's you, right. you can send funds to this email right here. Send NFTs to 420. Wait, was it maybe 420? 420 binary. 420 binary at gmail.com. You send me uh, money. And as many NFTs as you can. I'll draw you a fucking NFT. No yeah, one else will, will ever have that picture that I just drew at that moment when I get your money. Yeah, and while you're at it, also, let's send us some nug shots. Because yes, please. while we do have another uh, show or another story that was trending... It's not a very good one, so I want to cheer us up with playing a little Name That Strain before we dive into this uh, kind of depressing trending story that was out there. Right on.
that's the strain that we shall all be naming for today's broadcast that is cannabis legalization news hey did you know we're also broadcasting on facebook that's right facebook.com backslash free thc Miggy, why don't you explain to the audience and those listening in their cars at home uh, what what we're watching right now on the uh, on the screen? This is a solid bud, you know. This this one, I would say hand trim because it's so close, mm. but also you know it's it's a solid like just shades of like green, not even like from a dark green, but like light hues of like from a specks of neon to all the way to like a foresty type green to the top. Um, I would call this not necessarily, this isn't an heirloom, maybe an heirloom strain. Mm. It's not a land race. That, and so it's like one step removed from a land race. I mean, like this is a decent guess, but it's not. I mean, like these these are like, you know, it's Acapulco gold, I would call like an heirloom or just like, you know, a classic. And then you're getting into like critical or big bud. Those are like you, we're going back to the nineties there with Acapulco gold. We're going back to the late seventies, maybe the eighties. Um, but in in that ballpark, you know, this you know, before the 90s i'd say this this strain was around because of the two parents that it has one of which afghani i would not be sad if uh this is the other parent maui uh, maui? Ma, well it's a close one maui hayes is the other parent fucking weed nerds man like i you weed know nerds. we love I, them if you're a weed nerd yeah. and you're in the house you need to click that uh, like button several times and then also subscribe it's not LA Kush. That is too new. Skunk NL5. It's, see, that's more like a, what I would call like an heirloom or a classic type of strain. We should actually get somebody who is into seeds and then give us the rundown on it. You know, it's a very pretty nug, though. Yeah, it's a pretty nug. But now that we have something pretty to distract us, why don't we talk about the other thing that I saw that was trending in the news uh, this this week? It's not the best. It really isn't. And so it's kind of one of those things we maybe we've should have come to expect. Uh, let me get that beautiful nugget out of the way. But Delaware adult use marijuana legalization bill has failed in its house. Can you believe that, man? Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, but again, I don't know the Delaware politics as far as like who's in charge of body. And, you know, I didn't, I know there's some activists out there. I just don't know the, you know, like in Arizona when, uh, they lost by just not having enough percentage of the voters that first time. I thought that was the craziest rule. So in this, so the members of the Democratic body voted 23 to 14 in favor of the bill on Thursday, but the measure required a three-fifths majority vote. Ah, so see, the Republicans. Ah. Are, are we sure about that? Well, there we go. What is that little thing right there? No Republicans voted in favor of the bill, and four lawmakers, including two Democrats, abstained. Love the abstaining option. Like, you know what? I don't even have to have, have an option here. Let's fuck everybody. No, I'll just not have a... That's crazy that that's allowed. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because then they say just accept the votes that are given. I, I hate the process sometimes. It's just so... The process. The process can really hurt. I mean, it's it's... And then... I remember how stupid I was like 10 years ago, 12 years ago now, like in 2010, thinking that it would be uh, legal tomorrow. No, no. And so now that I'm, you know, substantially older, uh, I don't think that it's going to be legal tomorrow. Uh, I don't think it's going to be legal in two years. I don't think it might be legal. It might be legal in six. But uh, after the first uh, year and a half and change of the Joe Biden administration doing bumblefuck nothing. Yeah. Uh -uh. Not so that. Yeah. 
But I also got to throw out those words of encouragement for like the people in Wyoming, Wisconsin or whatever that, oh, uh, yeah. you know, we're further than we were. Like, like I remember a long time being on the road I was doing a job in Montana and uh, uh, supporting these guys in the back area. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, you know, I used to do normal and all this other stuff. But then I just stopped because it hasn't happened. And that was like in the 80s he was doing it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel that. And then fucking four years later. Both states legalized it. Washington and Colorado, one time, bam. And then since then, what whole countries like Canada have done it. So, you know, the process is it's moving forward at least. You know, you can't put yeah. this toothpaste back in the tube. But I am seeing a lot of good names that I would call like classic or heirloom strain names. The ones that your daddy used to smoke back in the eighties, and uh, you know, good names there, like some super silver haze. Um, you know, nice ones. They aren't right. You know, Columbia Gold, Panama Red. Uh, let's just cut to the quick on it, I suppose. Do I have it up as a Leafly? We can go to the Leafly on it, but let me just go ahead and, and Af Gooey. Af wow. Gooey. And so that is a, a nug shot of Af Gooey. Uh, let's see what uh, uh, Leafly has to say about it. Uh, let me just get that Af Gooey goodness out the way. Af Gooey also known as Afgu and Afgangu, is a potent indica-dominant marijuana strain that is believed to descend from Afghani and Maui haze. This strain may provide some uplifting creativity in small doses, but generally it is reported to be relaxing and sleeping. Growers hoping to cultivate Afgu have a better chance of success indoor, but the indica can also throw, thrive in Mediterranean climates outdoor. Nice. That's yep. a nice. That's a nice Afgui. Hey, we didn't talk about Tyson. Oh my goodness, that's uh, that's a different bumper that we're gonna have to do. There's yeah. a new story going around that's some shit that I just do not believe. Is that our next story that's coming up? Because I don't have it queued for the share yet. I don't um, have any. I didn't have. I just was like going through the Slack trying to pull shit. Ah, out of ah, okay. Well, if you're just going through the Slack doing that. Let me uh, get ready for this. Has been making the rounds. It came out blazing. You know, Iron Mike Tyson has got something that we should be talking about real quick. Uh, let's see here. Cannabis industry lawyer with shit I wasn't expecting. Mike Tyson has some very oddly shaped edibles that he is getting into the market with. Mike Tyson has a line of weed gummies that is going to be ear shaped nearly 25 years after he was disqualified from the World Boxing Association for biting his opponent's ear. So funny. The most common joke is about Holyfield. Like, did he, is Holyfield getting a piece of this? <laughs> if I was Evander Holyfield, I would be filing a suit to take my uh, two cents or my pound of flesh because literally they are making money on Evander Holyfield's ears. It's Tyson 2.0 tweeted yesterday on Twitter. Holy ears, they're finally here. Go get your Mike Bites now, is what they say. Mike Bites. It has Tyson's approval. And this is what Tyson had a tweet about it. These ears actually taste good. Okay. Nobody (laughs) had me practice. how. That was way too deep. Way too deep. I need uh, need some, not some nitrous, some helium to help out with that one. Yeah, much for an eighth. All right, uh, doing uh, the Mike Tyson tweet is going to be uh, Miggy. Let me just, Miggy, I want you to you know get yourself something to drink, and then you go. I want you to read that tweet in the best Mike Tyson voice. These ears are actually good. See? 
Very impressive. Thank you very much for that. Uh, they 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 matched the 1997 match where Tyson was disqualified after biting off a piece of Evander, the real deal Holyfield's ear. But Tyson was eventually DQ'd and his boxing license was revoked after he bit Holyfield's other ear and he was fined $3 million. Man, I remember that fight. I remember, I remember when Tyson was fucking fired, dude, when I was a little kid. He was, I mean, he's still a machine that'll probably tear me up, you know, but but, but it is. It, it, the NBC News is reporting at the end of this uh, this this news story that's not much of a story. Uh, it's unclear whether Holyfield will receive a bite of the profits from the gummies. I see what you did there, NBC News. You made a pun, <laughs> and you also made a reference to whether or not uh, the clearly the um, the creative basis for that candy is not getting paid, or at least like we don't know if it's getting paid because if they, he wouldn't have released that but for biting Evander Holyfield's ear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good shit, man. Well, there's some other good shit that came out of Illinois and shit that I wasn't expecting news. Uh, I'm going to, you know, re-rack this because, you know, we can then just clip it again, you know, tell you what, um, these, nope, add a stream. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to remove him. You'll put me back in. And then there's this one. Oh, man. I am just fucking up StreamYard over here. Just fucking up StreamYard. Would you smoke it again? Add that to stream and remove you. I'm trying to remove you, dude. And then it's removed. Upped. Way too much of that right there. Just way too much of it. Oh, man. I uh, never use the Chicago Tribune again on this because it is just... Hey, it's Cannabis Industry Lawyer here with shit I wasn't expecting out of Illinois. They've done something really, really cool for the next round of dispensary licenses. They've evened the playing field and they've made it accessible to all social equity applicants. Bringing on Miggy to discuss this news story with me. Miggy, did you hear that news out of Illinois that struck on the Ides of March yesterday? Yeah, so what's going on? They came out with their plans for the next 55 dispensary licenses. And the, the one that we should probably actually look at is the one from the uh, Illinois Department in and of itself, uh, the Department of IDFPR, which is the Illinois Department of Federal and Professional Regulation, put out a press release just yesterday. On uh, the Ides of March, Pritzker administration proposes new, simplified approach to cannabis dispensary applications. It looks like they are going to be putting an end to all the shenanigans that happened in the lottery last time. And most nice. recently was happening to the lottery in Kittery, Maine. Uh, and here it is. And so, so you, under the new rules, well, go ahead, Miggy. I was going to say, so you mean you guys are going to actually have transparency this time? I don't know about that. I'm just saying they have new rules. And so under the new proposed rules, applicants will be able to apply online with certain basic info, such as name, list of principal officers, contact info, and a $250 fee. They're going to issue 55 conditional licenses distributed across, once again, the 17 BLS regions. And here's where it gets interesting. Applicants cannot have more than one lottery entry across all 17 regions. During wow. the life lottery process, principal officers cannot be included on more than one lottery uh, entry. Wow. Uh, there you go. And I mean, so it's, it's really rolling the dice. It, you know, it reminds yeah. me of Washington State's uh, dispensary lottery they did in, what, 16? Because they had yeah. two, right? 
well, yeah, but nothing social equity related. It was just uh, opening of license for, you know. But it was kind of, fair in the sense that it was basic information, one ticket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you oh, didn't get to choose your location either. It was like, is was going to happen? This is where you're going to, I believe. No, well, shit. Part of the problem was that that lease thing. So you had to have a piece of land somewhere sitting there showing that you had proof that you could be like, this is where I'm going to be doing business at, which was. And then, like, if you were unfortunate enough to have, like, a moratorium after your shit. But that seems like a pretty nice, fair way to go. I mean, compared to, like, last time you guys had. And, and you know, I, we haven't even talked about New York. New York. New York. Yeah, that. New York is um, really, really interesting right now because they're, they came out with rules. And, and so, like, if you're into the New York scene, you know, go ahead and smash some likes. Don't forget to click subscribe. We're going to be doing more content. And I might even do a scripted content on uh, the New York's uh, most recent dispensary rules they gave. We've already made a checklist for our application process on it. It was more compre way more comprehensive than what they're doing for this most recent round of the Illinois uh, lottery. Yeah, well, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing that first, what, 100 applicants are going to be social equity, period. No questions mm -hmm. asked. This is what it is. So right. I think it's nice that they lay things out like that. But it, it's just, again, a bullshit way. To, New Mexico is nice how they did theirs online. Uh, but I just, you know, if you're going to have this rating system, if you're going to say you're going to do things by a point system, you got to have transparency. you got to just show how you're in the points. And, you know, if you have 100 fuckers, who have the same point score at the end because everybody maxed out and met the same criteria. Well, then you have the same hundred fuckers go in the ball in the little bingo ball lottery. Like that's what happens. It's not going to be, none of this is guaranteed, but it is when you have 25 balls in the bingo goddamn ball and everybody else has one that's fucked up. Yep. Yep. It is messed up, man, but they're trying to get rid of it, which is really, really cool. So I'm, I'm kind of stoked on that. Yeah, no, I think it's great, great making forward. So you guys are making forward momentum for the social equity because I know there's a big, you know, well, uh, fight there. There is, but then there's also, uh, there's an update in the litigation in Illinois as well. And so the Illinois update to litigation is on May 4th, I think, May 4th. I'd have to check because I saw it go through and then I'm, I'm working. So I see something come through on an email. I look at it for five seconds and then I'm on to the next. Uh, and so... Um, their motion to dismiss up in some of the litigation that's up. So, so I believe some of the dispensary litigation. So that'll be interesting uh, to see how that turns out because that dispensary litigation is just kind of sitting there clogging the system of the 185 dispensaries so they can be awarded. You know, if the consumers really cared and, 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 and like voice used their voice, especially in your state or even other states that have lawsuits, you know, they should eye out the eyeball these companies to be like, look, these fuckers are holding our whole market, you know, industry, options, variety for their own personal greed, right? There's no other reason why these why why to sue. You're not suing to make the market better. You're suing it so you can get your part of the piece of the pie. So I hope consumers see who's been holding up the progress, see who's been an issue, but I don't think will. You know, the only time that we talk about cannabis community a lot, but a lot of times for the most part as americans people don't give an f people don't want to be involved with your your business they, they just want to go to the store get weed go home or whatever it is but i mean there is community out there but i just wish more people would bond and and let these big money fuckers know like you're you're stimming progress overall you know you're stimming right. the market progress you're stimming the american legalization progress 
there's a lot of things that's been on hold because of all these lawsuits. Yep, there is. There's a lot of things that's been on hold because of the lawsuits, but not just that. Also, the coronavirus. That thing, well, that thing was a, a global phenomenon for two years. It was just a cold, you pussies. I still think that's one of the reasons why Putin invaded. He just got sick of reading the news stories about the uh, the coronavirus. He's like, I have a better answer. But no, no, that guy sucks. I, I got Kevin Feige. Not thrilled with him. No, it's not a good, not a good person. But I mean, what a. We go on days about it, but you know what? There's a new thing that I want to start doing at Cannabis Legalization News, and I haven't prepared it as well as I should. It's my first one. It's my first day. Uh, And as a result of that, you know, why don't you make some banter and I'll try to see where I can find this forum and pull it up. Banter? Banter. Oh, you know what? Where you kind of like talk about stuff. You know, I'm thinking about making a video uh, uh, on teaching people how to Reddit. Teaching people how to Reddit. I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm just thinking, like, you know, a lot of people, like, the internet has a lot of, like, quirky uh, things and, and, you know, things like memes and rules. Like, mm-hmm. uh, popular misconception about when people go to Reddit and they type in marijuana enthusiast, that's mm-hmm. actually a subgroup for people who like trees. Because the group that likes marijuana is a group called trees. Really? Yeah. So it's about who took over the name first, right? So whoever took over the name for trees first... You know, with the purpose of having a cannabis enthusiast group that started, and then the guy who was like, "I like trees," let me just, oh, I can't do that, so he called it marijuana enthusiast. Marijuana enthusiast, you can't call it trees, or you had to call it trees because you couldn't call it marijuana enthusiast. <laughs> so the guy who likes marijuana took the name right. trees for his group, and then the other guy who likes trees had to call it marijuana enthusiast because he couldn't call it trees. So like, um. And on tree, on on it? It? No, they, no, they, they they censor them? no, not on Reddit. No, Reddit's good. Reddit's a good forum, I think. I've never really seen much censoring except for, I mean, they're censoring always like because each subreddit has a mod, right? You got your mods to take care of. And, and... speaking of mods, yeah. we need to get ourselves some mods. Hey, uh, if you want to be a moderator of cannabis legalization news, uh, you know, let us know in the chat or drop us a comment. And while you're down there, you know, tell us what you think of us, but don't hold back, you know. I have thick skin. Nikki cries sometimes, you know. I do a lot. Yeah, he does. He tends to do. It's in the corner of my room sometimes to rock myself to sleep. Sometimes you got to do it. Uh, So you got the new thing set up yet? I think I do. I kind of have it set up. And, you know, this one is more of a just a a mutual. And it's not that that difficult. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, go on over to this one. And we're going to go old school on it so that uh, we can talk a little bit about how to cannabis. So hang on a second. Hey, it's me, Cannabis Industry Lawyer, uh, here with another of our How to Cannabis segment. And today we're going to be talking with Miggy about, hey, Miggy, what uh, what types of contracts do you need in your cannabis business toward the beginning of it? I mean, one of the first ones that you might enter into when you're on your entrepreneurial journey to becoming a licensed cannabis operator. Am I a grower or am I a store? It really doesn't matter, actually. You're you're probably just an entrepreneur who wants either side of the equation. So, see, here's isn't this like the fundamental business 101? Wouldn't like the money be the first thing that I want to worry about? Like, 
Yes, you'd want to worry about the money and then the sources. And so very often, one of the first contracts that you may see when you're discussing business with uh, new people uh, would be like a non-disclosure agreement. And so like a non-disclosure agreement usually starts or a non-circumvention is then if whom you are talking to has knowledge and experience in the industry that may also be proprietary or at least confidential. Yeah, and, and those are the types of contracts that you very often see at the very front end where people are getting in and then they're turning to experts and consultants and industry advisors and people that, you know, walk around with briefcases chained to their hands in trench coats and they don't say nothing. Right. Uh, you know, secretive proprietary shit. Well, so operations. Uh, pardon? Well, you know, you, you, the reason why you have NDAs, too, is to protect, like, the operations, the internal workings, you know, SOPs, right. you know, your people want to know what the secret sauce is. How do I get this thing that people go to work so happy, you know, besides one? I mean, a lot of the stuff is already out there. A lot of the stuff is common knowledge, right? Pay your people good. Treat them with respect. Um, have a know, decent culture. Have a decent culture. Right. You know, listen to them. You know, there's get the feedback. You know, you want to have the best product whatever that is whether you're making the plant itself or or gummies you know you want to have the best product at the end so there's a way to get there you know it's funny you brought this up too because um you I was, I was thinking how like the other day you once were like uh i don't know how to explain what you do right like what, what i do for a living and mm-hmm. you know it's kind of hard for me to do too for a while because i didn't you went to school as a for a lawyer you went to law you understood law you did business you know and then you became a business lawyer and 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 right. you know in turn and banking and all that stuff whereas i went this long long route of like military uh every uh certificate i could uh, learn and, and self-education type things and then and then get into the industry i'm in which is uh, technology but also it's it's quality control it's it's a uh, you know it's it's gmp i've been in manufacturing for almost 15 years now like working in manufacturing itself is a whole thing and especially quality of manufacturing so mm-hmm. many components and you know and then and those contracts in itself too are kind of like ndas when i walked into a facility i couldn't like be like oh i i saw all this at intel or i saw all you this you may at- have actually been subject to ndas or other contractual provisions between those parties regarding confidentiality as they don't only have to apply in an nd or a non-disclosure agreement type of way now perhaps also there was like a non-circumvention or a non-compete integrated and that just means in contracts be built into that contract to allow for additional protections for those types of disclosures to allow those two companies to do business with one another and it's it's the non-compete non-disclosed non-circumvent those are the well the non-compete one that's very often later that comes into an employment context the non-disclosure you're gonna many people haven't done many of the people that get into the industry are startups. They are coming in from another industry and this is their first grow or their first dispensary. And so that's therefore there's a lot of proprietary technologies, a lot of proprietary and confidential information by operators in the cannabis space. And so they may want protection uh, for their SOPs, like you mentioned. And that's one of the things that the the non-disclosures and the non-competes do. They help define what is the confidential or the proprietary information. They help to you know, define who else. And you may have been one of the agents of the person who actually signed as their employee. 
And that might have been like a reasonable disclosure or included in the, the receiving party's definition because you would have been an affiliate. And yeah. that's the thing that these non-disclosures do. They can define the parties. They can define the information that's subject to the agreement. They can also define liquidated damages for the unauthorized release of those. And it's very often one of the first contracts that you see when parties begin to work with one another. Is that like how you get paid in case they don't get paid? Uh, it's how do you protect your confidential information in case they just signed the contract to get access to your information and never intended to keep their word. Interesting. Because I've seen like, you know, that that's just obviously IP theft. And then I've seen companies where like uh, GE uh, or GM rather, when I worked at Raytheon, before I worked at Raytheon, that sole company itself, the missile division sold by many hands. And at one point, now it was GM that bought them. GM bought Raytheon, or not Raytheon, but the missile division at one time, just for tech, just for their radar tech. Like, you know when your car backs up and then sees a kid before it hits that kid? That's from mm-hmm. fucking radar technology, right? So they bought it just for that one purpose. Then they sold it back. Like, okay, we got we got what we need. We don't need to, we don't need to be involved in the defense systems. You know, It's an interesting yep. way how people get IP, though. It is. You know, speaking of IP, this uh, podcast and this this YouTube channel, the form of it is IP. We do have a copyright. Granted, we have uh, an agreement with uh, the provider that we are beaming this out. And you know, thank you for all joining us. I wanted to end the show with looking back two years later when we were told to shelter in place. And I said, that's it. I'm not cutting my hair. Uh, uh, here I am. Two years ago, doing a scripted video, I really don't get to do these as much anymore. I, I've just been too busy, but now that we're we're working on getting the business uh, off the ground, I hope that I can start doing them again. But look at how short my hair was two freaking years ago. This was like when we were told to shelter in place. And now, you know, years later, two of them, because this was March 21st and it's the 16th, I, I look like this guy. Uh, I might go get that haircut again because, you know, it's... It's now time to get back to work and, and to do things. It's not just time to be sheltered in place. And, and that was one of the first videos that we did that was immediately marked 18 plus. This is the most recent video that we've done that was immediately marked 18 plus. They're all going to be marked 18 plus. I give up. I give up. <laughs> all right. Well, let's give a shout out to our members and wrap this one up. On Sunday, I think we're going to be talking about what's going on in Michigan's cannabis program. Detroit's going to be doing a whole bunch of new licenses. I believe John Makowicz will be joining us. Uh, so shout out to all the members. Thank you for all your support. And we will see you when we see you. There's that. Well, that's another one of the books. I can't believe they flagged this one like immediately. That's just so silly. I mean, <laughs> changing the law. Lazy AI. Yeah. Well, lazy. all computers are lazy. That's one of the reasons why they're so annoying because you have to do the very specific. Oh crap! We're still alive. We're still alive. Don't forget to subscribe. 